Hey, this is Carleone. And this is Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. And this is our newest episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Carleone, and you're listening to The Manifest Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 6. Right now, you're hearing the intro our brand new intro and actually you heard this intro last podcast but i didn't really i didn't really talk about it or introduce it so this podcast you're gonna hear it talk about it for, for a couple seconds here this intro is brought to you by my boy luis he is a beast he's a producer he's an artist and um i was telling him uh, like a few weeks ago i was like hey bro because i found out he makes beats and stuff i was like bro i really need something for my podcast and so um, I was just telling him the vibe that I wanted, how I wanted the tempo to be and all that stuff. And he started going through his library of beats he had already made. And he found something right away. And this is it. So uh, enjoy this intro by my boy Luis. Uh, it's smooth. It's dope. It's chill. I really like the vibe. So, um, But let's get into, let's get into today's uh, topic. Um, well, before we do that, I want to mention that this podcast is going to be short and sweet um, because I have um, we have a lot of uh, moving parts right now in the podcast I don't know if you guys all noticed but we have some team members that are leaving some team members that are coming in and so we're basically in a transition period and so there's a lot of things that uh, we're working on Um, you know we're even you know considering and not even really considering we are doing this we're going to change the whole vibe of the podcast as far as like uh, what you uh, what you see aesthetically as far as the graphic, the graphics go um, as far as like how the posts um, are posted, uh, the stories, all that stuff. It's going to take a different vibe here pretty soon. And so um, while we're in this transition period, um, it, it's going to be a little bit difficult for us to put out extremely, not extremely, but longer episodes um so for the next maybe one or two they'll be shorter but they'll still be good but yeah that's the first that's the first update the second update is that uh we are still uh working on this uh really cool project that i've been telling you guys about for the last few weeks or the last few episodes really the the copy of the hot ones and it's going to be shot uh at the end of this month in march and then it'll probably come out the beginning of April. And we're going to shoot forward being once a month. Um, I can't wait to reveal the logo to you guys and the name and how we named it. Um, and we're going to have a professionally shot. It's going to look like a TV show. Uh, it's going to be super, super dope. Basically, it's going to be exact copy of Hot, of hot Ones. Um, we're going to eat hot wings that are in ascending order. Ask some interesting and tough questions to our guest. Um... All that stuff is going to be related to what they do, who they are, uh, and even, you know, put in some Bible trivia there. It'll be really interesting and really cool. And um, we're still also working on Manifest Live. I know I mentioned that on the podcast last time as well. Uh, that still has a lot of work that needs to be done and put into it. So as that comes up, we'll let you know more know more about that. The merchandise is still up. Guys, I'm going to put it right on the screen right here. The merchandise is still up. 
Uh, well, if you're listening to the podcast, you couldn't see that. But if you're, you're watching on YouTube, you saw uh, I put a, a photo up of the, the merchandise. It's going to come down on March 15th, and then we're going to relaunch it uh, a couple of days later. Um, that's just because that's how Bonfire works. But um, you, you guys go there. Uh, on our on our Instagram page, you'll find the link to the merchandise, which is on Bonfire. We've got shirts. We've got hoodies. Um, and then all different types of colors. Orange, black, white, gray. All that stuff. So um, that's, that's it for the... Um, for the updates i feel like i'm making announcements in church right now uh that's it for the updates and so um i was asked to to speak to our hyphen group uh, a few weeks ago and by by frankie taylor who's the the hyphen pastor and also the uh, one of the assistant pastors there as well at my church and i asked him what the thing was and he was like okay it's unity i was like okay cool and i started sort of getting this message together uh, and it actually became inspired by one of the young men who uh, who just started coming to our church named Victor. Um, he asked the question. Well, not really a question. He was he was phrasing as a question. He wasn't really asking us, but he was just phrasing this question. Uh, it's something that, you know, uh, he was kind of wondering about, like, uh, why do we have to go to church uh, if we have a relationship with God or like, what's the point of coming to a place um, and going to a service once or twice a week, however many times it is. What's the point of that if you feel like you're good with your relationship with God? And so Frankie uh, uh, was there, and, and Frankie Taylor, and he sort of was like breaking that down to him, talking about how fellowship is important. And then when I started writing this message, I think um, I got inspired by that topic of fellowship. And so um, fellowship and I think the title for my message was uh, Fellowship Leads to Unity. And so, I mean, I talk about unity, but it's sort of in a roundabout way. I focus more on fellowship. I focus on that step right before you get to unity. Um, you know, I talk about the power of unity, but I also sort of talk about, you know, how we can get there and what we can do to fortify ourselves. And so today that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to break down <clears throat> my message here. Um... I'm going to break down my message and it, like I said, it won't be super long, but hopefully it blesses you guys. Uh, right now, I'm just looking up my scripture. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, <laughs> turn to Romans 12, uh, 4 through 10. And so I'm using this verse to sort of better explain my um, sort of better explain my my uh, little example that I'm using in order to. Uh, in order to uh, embody what fellowship is and then what unity is. So um, we're going to read, like I said, Romans 4, I mean, Romans 12, 4 through 10. And this is an NIV. Um, I wrote it, in, I, I read it in King James um, last time I did it. So this is going to be a little bit different, but I like I like NIV. I, I love King James version, but sometimes it's good to read, uh, you know, multiple versions. So. Here we go. Verse four. For just has for just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not have all the same function. Verse five. So in Christ, we, though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Verse six. We have different gifts 
according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And then there you go. Um, oh, and verse nine. Uh, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. And verse 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And so I almost missed the last part, but that's that's the really important key here. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's Romans 12, 4 through 10. And so when talking about, you know, that specific verse, I think it has to do with, you know, the fact that, um, you know, Romans and Romans were seeing this, this scripture and it's talking about how important it is that we, we even recognize and realize that there are many members to a body, you know, and when we're talking about members, you know, we're describing it as hands, arms, feet, that type of thing. And that's how we should see the body of Christ uh, when we're talking about church and uh, our fellowship. So, for example, Frankie uh, Taylor, who does leads the music, he may be the arm. <clears throat> Brother Saul Cruz, who helps with the audio and, and uh, video team, he may be the leg. Our pastor, uh, but uh, Brother Brian Claiborne, may be the head. Um, and so there are all these different things, but they make up one body. And so even it even says, uh, though many form one body, many members, and each member belongs to all the others. And so we sort of belong to each other in this sense. Like, you know, in the Bible, that's what that's what it's talking about is like sticking together. And the reason why we stick together is because it makes us stronger. And I'm going to read another verse here in a second. Uh, that sort of goes that sort of explains that a little bit more. But before I get to that, I'll bring up the example that I was talking about earlier. <clears throat> and so reading this verse sort of got me thinking about um, about rope. Right. <clears throat> Does anyone know how rope is made? I asked this question on um, Tuesday night when I when I spoke about this. Thinking about how rope is made, I was asking the question. And everyone was like, no, not really. I mean, they have a general understanding, but not the specifics. And so rope and a braid is sort of like a braid and a rope is sort of the same thing, right? And so a braid is like the function in reality of, of the rope, like how the rope is a braided uh, material. So when you take multiple strands of something, um, it could be three, it could be four, whatever it is, it's... At the bare minimum, it's more than one. It has to be at least two or three, right? And the Bible even talks about specific scripture, you know, wherever two or three are gathered in my name. But I'll get to that in a moment. So you take those two or three, um, you know, uh, strands. We'll call them strands for now. But think of those strands as, you know, members of the body. Or, and then also think of them as members of the church, right? And so you take those strands and you begin to weave them together, right? And as you weave them together, each individual strand has a certain amount of strength, right? Certain amount of tensile strength. And tensile means uh, how much weight or how much force it can contain before it breaks, right? 
And so the tensile strength of all of these strands are much, much smaller individually than they are combined, right? And so when you braid it, when you braid all these strands together, you get this one uniform braid or rope, right? And so you take that individual tensile strength of each strand. Let's just put a number to it. Let's say five, you know, five, uh, five points for tensile strength for each individual strand. You take those strands again and you bind them together, right? You're going to get a combined tensile strength of something way more than one individual strand. And so that's the important thing. It's like realizing that, you know, you can't do this alone. You can't, you know, go through life alone without having fellowship. And that's the whole point we're talking about. So we're talking about fellowship right now. Fellowship is ta- fellowship in, in itself is something that has to do with how you interact with your brothers and your sisters. Um, you know, and I talked, I talked, I told my group this. We hang out a lot. We try to hang out as a group at least once or twice a week. On Wednesdays, we go, we we have prayer, or we go play video games, or we go play board games, we go bowling, whatever it is. Once at the, once a week at the bare minimum, as a hyphen group, we try to hang out. Because that builds that fellowship that I'm speaking of. Every time that we're together as a body, we're weaving ourselves into each other's lives more and more. So, for example, the more I know someone, the more committed I am to them and the more I feel responsible for them. If you have the right mind, obviously, the more I feel responsible for them. If I start to see them go by the wayside, it's my responsibility as their brother or their sister to say something or to do something. Right. And so let's read this other verse uh, real quick. Um, and this other verse, um, I think, really embodies like the importance of, of fellowship, not just like kind of what it is, but um, the importance of it. So it's going to be Ecclesiastes 4, uh, 9 through 12. And then I'm going to pull that up here. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. And so when I when I read this... Uh, Oh, I'm spelling this one. How am I spelling Ecclesiastes wrong? Okay. And so when I read this uh, verse when I was studying, I think this sort of um, gave me a better a better understanding and a better picture of what it does, of what fellowship and what unity does for for us as, as individual members and us for a whole as a church, right? So let's read this. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Uh, verse 9 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? In verse 12, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Interesting. See down at the ver- bottom of verse 3, I mean, uh, verse 12, it says a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. That cord of three strands is that braid I was talking about, is that rope I was talking about. And the Bible says it's not easily broken. When you add that tensile strength together and you combine everyone's strengths and you combine everyone's, uh, you know, abilities, uh, that gives 
that overall braid or that overall rope. I don't know why I keep saying braid because that's the function. But that overall rope gives it way more strength than it has individually. It doesn't matter if you add up. Let's say you have 10 people in a room and you add all their strengths up and they're not working together. And they have individual goals and individual things going on. And they're not one mind and one accord. They're divided. There's not much that, that, that they can do collectively as a group unless they come together. You know, it always, we, they always talk about this thing, um, this saying, divide and conquer. No, that's not how that works. Uh, the Bible is very clear. We ought to be together. You know, we ought to fellowship with each other. Um, when you divide, you also divide your power. You know what I mean? You take these 10 people in a room and they're all individually trying to do something. Uh, it's going to be harder for them to accomplish one goal. Right. And so another interesting thing I, I, I saw about the scripture in verse uh, in uh, the top of verse 12, it says, though one may be overpowered two can defend themselves. And so what I take that to mean is obviously the enemy is going to come against you. The Bible has many instances where the enemy has come against someone and they've been able to prevail. Right. And I think a lot of times uh, we, we we go out into life, we leave the four walls of our church uh, or wherever, wherever we congregate. We leave the presence of our brothers and our sisters and almost instantly. We can feel alone sometimes we can feel like it's just us versus the world. Or us versus the enemy in that case, right? But the reality is, where one may be overpowered by the enemy, if there are two, we can defend ourselves. And so what I take that to mean is, yes, it is important to realize that you need to be there for your brother. But what is even also as equally as important is to realize that you need to be there for them. I mean, that they need to be there for you as well, right? And so that brings upon you a a, a a a a sense of responsibility right and so if i see someone go by the wayside or not coming to events as much i have a responsibility to them and to myself right because without if i you know i see that person and they're coming to, they're not coming to events that's not doing me any good because they're not there for me and i'm not there for them right and so we need each other right and so if I if I am to say something encouraging or to send them a word, something to let them know, like, hey, we still care about you here. Hey, we still love you here. I still love you, bro. Uh, whatever it is uh, that way, because because we all like I said earlier, we all feel that way um, sometimes when we get out alone into the world, because it is a very cold world. And it's a very harsh world in reality. And so there are a lot of things that would that would make you to, that would that would give you the indication that. You should be hard-hearted, right? But that's not the case. Um, you've got to love and you've got to cherish others. Because if you don't, that's a detriment to them and it's a detriment to you. I, I know that song goes, um, we're all a part of God's body. I need you. You need me. That song, I know I'm a horrible singer, but that song right there rings true. It's like, I need you and you need me. <clears throat> and so... That fellowship right there, where we where we begin to bind together and we begin to unify ourselves, um, then there's power in unity. You know, when you take the strands of something and you braid them together, uh, that one piece becomes stronger than the individual pieces, and you get that increased tensile strength. 
And then on top of that, there there are some ropes. When I was looking this up, there are some ropes that get this covering over it, right? Maybe a wax or maybe some other type of a chemical. They get a covering over it, and that covering is God. We we bind together, and then God covers us, right? And then that overall thing has one goal, one purpose, and if we're talking about in the case of the rope, it's to hold something up, right? Or it's to keep something together, right? And so that is our job in this world, you know. That that's the those are the Bible is very clear about our purpose, you know. Uh, you know, we need to uh, spread the gospel and we need to live a life that is holy and that's pleasing unto God, right? And so all these things when we're talking about fellowship and unity, they fall up under that, right? When you spread the gospel, and that's one of the biggest obstacles to spread the gospel today, is the divisiveness of the church. You know, um, everyone has a, has differing opinions of how you should do this and how you should do that. But we need to focus on the the main thing and keep that main thing the main thing, and that's spreading the gospel. You know, obviously you want to uh, you want to do things with the right spirit and the right heart. But if people are out there, if you don't like the fact that someone outreaches by going door to door versus uh, sending out pamphlets in the mail, that to me is not an issue that should that should divide y'all. You know, we're both trying to do the same thing, right? We're both trying to do what we need to do in order to fulfill these things that God has told us to do, right? And so these small things that end up becoming monumental would easily divide us. And so Paul even indicated that the division between the Jew and the Gentile, you know, uh, back in the day, uh, you know, when, when Jesus was alive and then after, you know, shortly after he died, that was problematic in the early church. You know, those are the things that kept them from each other. And that decreased their strength as a church. And though though we don't need to agree about every single little thing, the Bible, the Bible emphasizes that the followers of Jesus Christ should demonstrate unity. If we show a united front to the enemy, He's going to back off because he's going to be like, whoa, I can't mess with them. But he can attack, he can attack us. And that's what he does. He attacks us individually in order to weaken our numbers. But if he tries to attack us head on with the whole group facing him, he stands no chance. And so that's how we have to sort of approach this thing. You know, we should pray that God gives us the same attitude uh, and the same mind towards each other that Jesus Christ had. Uh, we should also praise God for the privilege of of these relationships. You know, not everyone gets to to have an opportunity to have a group of great friends, a group of people who will pray for you, who will love you, who will support you, who will look out for you. And if you get offended by someone looking out for you, then that's something in your spirit you need to check. If you get offended because I text you saying, hey, bro, just want to just want to just want to let you know I love you, making sure, you know, uh, that you're not going to miss the next event. Or this and that. And that's sort of what I explained to my group as well. There's nothing wrong in my opinion. Now pastors or whoever can correct me. But in my opinion there's nothing wrong with making someone feel guilty. And I told my group this. I said. when Because I'm the section 2 um, coordinator for Hyphen. And so when I have these events and people don't show up. And I know that they could have showed up. The next time I see them. Or I send them a text. Hey bro just checking on you. Wondering where you were. Try and make the next event next time. Or when I see him, hey, what happened, bro? I was I, I was trying to I was trying to to hang out, or I was trying to see you at this event, or I, you know, because what it does is when someone is invested in your life, they don't want to let you down, right? 
And when someone doesn't want to let you down, they will go out of their way to do the things necessary to not let you down. So they might have to call in for a shift and say, hey, I can't make it. I got a youth service tonight. Or, hey, uh, you know, I need to do my homework um, before Friday. I mean, before the weekend, because we got a revival coming up. So there are all these things that will start to come in someone's mind when they're committed and they and they don't want to let you down. And so you have to build that bond with people, build that relationship with, with someone, especially as like if you're a group leader and I'm speaking to group leaders right now, youth leaders, hyphen leaders, whatever it is. You have to build that bond with the, the people that are under your purview, because if they don't feel like they are involved, then they, they don't feel committed. Then it's very easy for them to not come to church. Very easy for them to make that decision to stop coming to youth events. Very easy for them to make decision to stop coming to prayer. I mean, if we're being honest. It's difficult to come to things every single week, right? But it's less difficult if they feel like they belong, they feel like they're loved, and they don't want to let someone down. So, like I said, there is absolutely nothing wrong, in my opinion, uh, with making someone feel guilty about, you know, certain things and making someone feel like they have a responsibility to you, you know, and to your group, because those things are important. That's how you get people to come to church. That's how you get people to stay in church, right? And so that's how I approach it. Um, I think overall, I, I think that this message was geared a little bit more towards uh, fellowship than it was unity. But like the title of my message states, fellowship leads into unity. We can't be unified unless we start to fellowship with each other. We, we can't know you know, what mindset and what attitude to have as a collective group if we don't talk to each other, if we don't hang out, if we don't pray together, if we don't pray for each other. And so those are the things to me that matter um, is creating that bond, creating that, that sense of fellowship and community among each other. So that way you can be unified as a body of believers. And that way you are you're unified and now you are you are ready to be used as a weapon or ready to be used as a shield to defend because you're all together and you're all bonded. Um, that's it for me. Um, each of us has specific spiritual gifts. Each of us has specific attributes and things that we bring to the church. And so it, we're very hard pressed to find, I mean, obviously the Lord will make a way, but it's hard pressed to find people who are committed and wanting to do certain things in the church. Um, and then you lose that person. It's hard pressed to find someone else to do that. And so. You don't want to you want to you don't want to be in an opportunity where you people who have specific gifts and specific talents leave the church because they didn't feel like they were appreciated or they didn't feel like they were committed uh, because you didn't make them feel that way. Right. If they make that decision and they come to that decision on their own, then it can be no to no fault of your of yours. And that's a, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you've done everything that you could. That's what you want to do. Everything that you can. People will still leave. People will still go on. People will still be upset. But as long as you do everything you possibly can, then you're set. Right. So thank you guys uh, for listening to the podcast. Thank you for keeping keeping up with us and making sure you guys are. I know this, uh, you know, like I said, we're going through this transition phase. We appreciate your support and your help. Uh, make sure you go buy that merch. Follow us at Manifest Podcast on Instagram. Um, and then also follow me at, at I almost said furious Carl at the uncle Carl. And then also follow Logan at Lorkel. And then <clears throat> I want to say thanks to the rest of my team. 
uh, Cornelius, Andrea, and then some new team members. I won't announce their names yet because I'm going to do a special announcement on the page um, soon. And then in the next episode, we'll sort of talk about uh, who's coming on and what they're coming on to do for the team. So also uh, go to the Instagram page and DM us if you want to be a part of the team. Uh, if you're listening and you have any discernible skills or if you just want to give ideas, Go to the Manifest Podcast Instagram and DM us, and then I will send you a link to a questionnaire, and then we can find out what better way you can help us uh, with the team. So uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Manifest Podcast, and we are out. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. For more encouraging messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out past episodes. If you like what you just heard, please consider rating and sharing it with your friends. God bless, and don't forget to be a hyphen.